The Biodome, a pure, self-contained environment where five scientists are about to be sealed off from every conceivable form of contamination except one. Just because we're stuck in a bubble doesn't mean we can't cause any trouble. Biodome. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 207 of Not The Footy Show, Warwick Nicholson here, isolating well away from the man himself, Mr. Rob Cox over there in Camden, how are you buddy? Oh, drinking, drinking on camera, That's classy, you look you look casual, Mr. Cox. Casual mate, I'm feeling casual, yeah, yeah mate, uh, 207, who would have thought it would last to 207? Well at least With three my or listeners. four since we ran out of football. <laughs> uh, we're, we're reconvening Crazy. to talk some actual current day rugby league and or yep. um, solutions to the current mess what we know is that the nrl's project apollo every time i hear that and to show the power of uh sponsorship i think of apollo blinds so if you'd like to sponsor us apollo blinds get in touch uh project apollo uh to try and get rugby league back uh, that's what the topic of discussion today uh it is the is it the ninth today buddy yeah the ninth thursday the ninth you just asked me before we it's came thursday. what day is it yeah yeah, we're out of March, and believe it or not, we're nine days out of March, which is really scary. I think we've been in lockdown for a couple of weeks now, and the idea of restarting rugby league is well and truly on the agenda. Fortunately, we've got through, I think, most of the uh, left-field suggested ideas from the media and or personalities about what we do to restart the season. What we know is that the commission is narrowing down a May 21st or May 28th restart Cocksmith. Uh, yep. That is if they can get full approval from the government uh, and obviously, uh, what's the word? Uh, cooperation from the 16 clubs. I think the players aren't going to be the issue, but the clubs may well be. We're going to explore two things here. One is uh, your idea to how we would restart the season if it started approximately May 28th, June 1st. We also have my idea, which isn't too dissimilar to yours, spoiler alert, but I do have a concept that may keep uh, Fox Sports and or Channel 9 very, very happy. And I think that's probably the second part of it really is that how will broadcast partners react to the suggestions we're going to put out there. So we will give you about 20 to 25 minutes of a rugby league speaking in the present as opposed to the past. If you've been listening to our series on the best since 82, uh, we've done two two lots of teams, St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Parramatta Eels. Hopefully you've enjoyed those. Cocksmith, what are you drinking? Because you've just another sip. Whiskey. That's 11.42am. Never early enough. <laughs> uh, we'll speak to you after the break here on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. You've been sleeping over there. It's coffee, man. I'm not leaving that in. It's coffee. Where's your Canadian club? Eh? What happened to that sponsorship? Got a couple in the fridge, actually. It's been a long time since I've drunk any alcohol, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. If a long time is seven hours, it's been a long time. <laughs> All right, we're back. It's episode 207, Cocksmith in Camden, uh, and myself, Warwick Nicholson, in Camaray, in a cavernous room. But the reason is... An uh, echoey cavernous an echo. room. I'm usually in my uh, office, but long oh. story short, the flatmate works overnight, so... I don't want to wake him up as best I can. Isn't that just generous, mate? Isn't that a generous, generous thought? Good bloke. Good bloke. 
Speaking of generous thought, rugby league back on May 28th. Is that too generous? That is too generous. I believe it'll be a week after that. So I think it'll be a week. So June 3, 4, 5, around that area, that's mate. What, that's what I think. But, you know, as as some of our listeners, listeners will know, I, I do some work for the NRL. Uh, none of it is as important as organising a new competition or a restart of a competition. And, in fact, I'm so unimportant there that no one would tell me anything ever except maybe where the broom closet is so that I could sweep the floor. Um, Did you do a good job there? It, uh, absolutely. Can you eat off absolutely. That floor? <laughs> if, if you want to get COVID-19, you can eat off the floor. Um, no, no. Look, in all seriousness, I don't know anything that's going on at the NRL. I'm only guessing. And, and just to preface our, our, you know, discussing this idea, when I, I sent you a text message last night at about 9.30 or something like that saying, uh, you know, have you got any ideas on how the restart could look? And I sent you my idea before you could answer. Now, I have to say this. I listened, uh, after that message, I listened to Phil Gould's podcast. Yep, required and listening, my, kids. Required listening. Six tackles with Gus. And my idea is very similar. Now, some would say that... Uh, Gus and I, you know, we are. Oh, you you want pretty, to be Gus on this show? You pretty, want to be Gus? Let's let's pretty not similar pretend. in pretty similar in in the thought process. Uh, very different in the bank account process. Um, but uh, Poor Gus. you'll learn across soon, mate. You'll learn across soon. Yeah, yeah, one day, one day. Um, yeah, but my idea is very similar to Gus's. Maybe mm-hmm. without you know without spoiling it, but um, I think that there's only one way that it can work. Uh, well, why don't you tell us, mate? Let, 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 let listeners know. This is what you came up with in the last 24 hours or so. This is Cocksmith's restarted rugby league. Okay. Well, well the, the way that I see it, uh, you know, I just thought to myself, where are most of the teams from? Most of the teams are from Sydney. Let's base all of the, the clubs in Sydney, right? And it'll be on a, on a you know, kind of a, a suck it and see process, you know, before how long before some can go home, how long before we can fly again without quarantining, how long, you know, and we don't know the answer to those. So we've got to go for a worst case scenario. And in my mind, that would be that all 16 clubs, including the Warriors come to Sydney and base themselves in Sydney. I see a little bit of a different looking competition on a, on a week to week basis, but over on an overall basis, I think each club plays each other once. Including the two rounds I've already played, so they've so got you're just redoing the fifteen or fifteen games are on the on the schedule basically. Fifteen games are now on the back of the two that have already been played, so yep. it ends up being a seventeen round competition. Hang on, you don't want to take okay. points off those teams that already won? No, I don't. No, oh, I don't. <laughs> even though I'm a Saints, do even though I'm a Saints supporter, no, I don't. Um, no, I, I think they've, they've got you know they're legitimate. NRL premiership rounds, those two. Probably more legitimate than what's going to follow uh, because, you know, everybody knows that the um, the Telstra Cup or the NRL premiership is based on a 25-round premise. Uh, and and that is very important to note because the, my idea, given time restraints, we're going to have to go with a 17-round competition. So I think forever and a day, if this, if this competition goes ahead, uh, there'll be an asterisk next to the premier's name because... You know, 25 rounds plus getting through rep rounds. 24 plus games getting, for each team, but yeah, 25 rounds yep, in total. Yep. Yeah, because there's a buy in, in each for each team. Anyway, the way that it'd look is 17 rounds altogether. 
from from June 1 or whatever the day is, the 3rd or 4th, which whatever the, the Thursday is that falls after that. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why I say Thursday in a moment. Each team plays each other once, okay? I think that they should go with eight rounds to begin with and then cut off for a four-week break into rep rounds, okay? So how, would the, how would the rep rounds work? You've got four weeks. How would you run it? Yeah. Well, I, I would run... I would run everything. There's, a, there's again. There's a couple of little things in my mind that say, "How's that going to work?" But I think three rounds of state of origin. Okay. So what Saturday, Friday, Sunday? When would you play them? Yeah, I think I think you've got to spread them out by about ten days each. Okay. So a nine day break between each one. Okay, and you can do the math on that. If you go, if you start one on a Friday night, then the next one will be a. Monday night or, or what let's do it however however yep. it works it could be a Friday but use four week are you four week block for it four week block for it but in between that as well we have a couple of Pacific Island tests yep. to get some international football done and maybe a women's state of origin as well even though they haven't played any games I think yep. they've played one round actually um so that then gives us and then we kick off the competition again after those four weeks and we play the final uh what is it uh, seven rounds okay and then into a regular final series top eight top yeah. six top eight sorry uh across was it five weeks four, four weeks whatever it is uh and november what did i write november, Wait, november eight. eight is where you forecast uh the grand final landing november eight grand final okay that gives us a 30 percent less competition so on the face uh players take a 30 percent pay cut uh, rather than 72, which I would have thought is a better thing, especially when some of them are only on 100 grand. Um, you know, that's a fair bit to lose 72% of, but maybe a little bit more, um, a little bit more palatable to only yep. take 30% pay cut. Okay. Um, now there's a couple of there's a couple of logistic things here that I see should work. That mm -hmm. all the games should only be played at four, four, um, uh, four grounds. Okay. okay. Double headers on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What that does is it keeps everyone pretty close, but it just means that they don't have to travel to stadiums unknown. Yep. Uh, so, and I and I propose that the four stadiums should be Penrith, yep, Bankwest, yep, ANZ, and yep. Jubilee, which basically draws a straight line from west to east or east to west, whichever way you want to look at, across Sydney. Why not like Pretty cent. Would you play Leichhardt instead of ANZ? Well, you could. Yeah, you could. I, I mean, I guess it just depends on the, the dollar deal. Uh, what's it going to cost to get an ANZ empty? Um, no cleaning involved? No yep. anything. All of these stadiums should cost the same when there's no crowd. Be, just merely because of all you're going to be up for is lighting. So, yep. you know, if you could do it at Leichhardt, then great, do it at Leichhardt. Um, but double headers on each, on each day. So yep, on a Thursday right. night, 6 p.m. start, 8 p.m. Yep. You know, uh, finish. Same, same. You know, we've, we've got to take into account we've got the Warriors. Okay, um, the Warriors could be specials for a, for a 6 p.m. start on a Friday, for example. So my, um, just as you say that, the th first thought that comes into mind is Channel Nine slash Fox Sports won't. I don't think want to have double headers on the both the Thursday and the Friday. Like I know we have a Friday at the moment. That's kind of like a, that's a, almost a, a way to appease Fox Sports losing Monday Night Football. That's why that happened. I don't think they'll agree to 
double headers on that Thursday. They may agree to it on the Friday, but the reason for that is from a ratings point of view, they will want another day of football. Um, they'll want Saturday, Channel 9 will want Saturday night. They'll want a game on Saturday night. So, mm-hmm. And I don't think Fox will want to give up the two games exclusively that they sometimes have three on the Saturday. So I can't see there being a double header on the Thursday. I'm only, I'm only thinking of how the broadcast partner is the one that we're effectively trying to appease sure. here from an NRL sure. point of view, because that's where the money comes L- from. I agree with you, double header makes sense from a logistics well, logistically, well, a couple of things. Logistically, I'm just looking at this, and okay, and then obviously, yeah. you know, this very pie in the sky idea of mine is is up for negotiation. But I'm just looking at it from a cup from a you know the point of view that the the grounds, okay, uh, and the cost of getting people to grounds and stuff like that. I know it's only a bus and here, but you know we need to go into trim mode here. We need yeah. to be able to trim costs you know when when players are, are going to lose 30 percent then we have to cut 30 percent of costs as well to keep all of this under control because if you don't keep the costs under control then someone else is going to have to lose more than 30 percent yeah that's that's just straight up the the you know um and and grounds i don't think are going to be much good for more than two games a week or two nrl games a week you might you know you might get you might be able to get a ground that's a bit better or newer and, and, you know, like something like Bankwest that could probably handle three games a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's Fair really point. important. I think it's really important to keep um, everything nice and close. You know, the other part of it is I think all players, you know, in the meantime, before we get a, uh, a vaccine or whatever it is for this COVID-19, I think all players should be tested twice a week. Yep. They should be tested on game day morning before the game. Um, and they should be tested four days into their training cycle. That is if we can, I don't, I don't know the turnaround time for something like that. It may yeah, well, I, th- I think the new ones are going to be four hours. Okay. So that way you get tested first thing in the morning, which I, I understand isn't the most pleasant experience in the world. Uh, the way they do it or the way they've been doing it to, to date has been uh, the cotton bud up the nose. Uh, and according to uh, Andrew Webster from the Sydney Morning Herald, it feels like somebody's drilling something into your brain. Um, but they're talking about a pinprick uh, okay. blood test coming up, uh, a little bit like a diabetes kind of a blood test, um, which will, should be able to give a result within four hours. Just spitballing um, around that, if you had a return positive test, yep. to do a test in the morning, I guess you'd have to have the players together to be able to congregate the, the tests and actually have them. Yeah, processed. it could even be the day before. You'd have to do the day before is what I'm thinking, simply yeah. because if you had a positive test, you then can let the player stay at home yeah. versus be yeah. in that environment four hours later. Sure, and then gets I get told, it. I get it. Yeah, got, I get got it. it. But there needs to be pretty strict testing just because, mm. look, there's a couple of other things that have come to mind since we've been sitting here talking, you know, like... um. What happens? What happens if player A mm. gets tested positive four days after a game? Um, what happens to the rest of the team and the does position it, who's just played them? Does this virus that um, you know that we know that can land on a on a on a hard surface and apparently remain valid for days on a hard surface? Um, can it attach to grass? 
I don't know. These, 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 are, questions these are questions beyond our ability to yeah, answer, but that is, no that is definitely that's where sure. a, uh, a thought process goes. It's well and good to say, yeah. let's get the competition back up underway. Mm. But and that's always been the threat over the NRL, even when they tried to stick around and stay in the competition for a couple of weeks, was what happens yeah. if one person gets it? The flow-on effect yeah. is, is massive. So, And look, th this is where that, that may just absolutely gazump my idea of double-headers mm. because... Um, who wants to share a dressing room with someone that might? And there goes, there goes know, four maybe they need in one to, weekend and then your cactus. Maybe they fully need to uh, disinfect a, desk, a, a, a dressing room before and after a game, um, unless we've got, you know, there are some stadiums we've got with double dressing rooms, which uh, would would probably make more sense. Places like Penrith don't have double dressing rooms. Mm. They've got a holding room and a main dressing room, but it's not really double dressing rooms. No. So. A uh, lot, lot of little logistics to work out, but I see overall, I see this as a, as a, uh, a Band-Aid kind of fix to the competition. It gets footy back going. It gets players uh, playing again. It gets yep. staff employed again. It gets people at home feeling a little bit normal. I mean, mate, I, you know, I watched, watched a little bit of TV last night and, um, and all the signs at this stage on, on, you know, the 9th of, what are we? April, April 2020 in Sydney um, are looking better than they were two weeks ago yep. for a, a possible uh, resume to normal life, which may not be as normal as we used to have it for a little while until such time as a, a vaccine goes. Uh, what just, just before I go any further, hmm. what do you think? Well, I mean, pick my idea to pieces. No, you've, I, already, you've already had a crack at it, so go again. No, I've just gone with the logical thought process out of it. The question that he made a point around players taking pay cuts, that is the interesting uh, byproduct of all this is how does it affect players financially? And if the competition starts up again, how many of the staff at all the clubs get their jobs back? Because they've laid off a lot of people across the game. And... A lot of this is tied to the the money coming in from Fox Sports and Channel Nine. So the question out of this is not so much does it sound okay, does it logistically work, does it satisfy what Fox and Channel Nine want uh, to pay their next check? Effectively, is the is the question. I don't disagree with most of what you're saying. I think it's sound. Uh, the only probably place I'll um, rebel is Origin over four weeks. I just cannot see. Fox Sports and Channel Nine being happy with one big game over four, like for once every three games in four weeks. I just, when you've lost as much football they've already lost, I can't see them agreeing to that. What, what do you, I, what do you well, think they'll propose? I'll give you my idea in a second, but I just wanted to say that's probably the only thing that I'd say doesn't fit from a broadcast point of view uh, in your idea. November 8th grand final, I think is a little bit late if you have any idea of possibly playing um, some test football at the end of the year, which I think the broadcasters will want, they'll want a kangaroo tour if it's possible under the travel laws. They'll want a Pacific Nations or Pacific Cup um, at the end of the year. Do they play a nines of some description? Um, I'll reveal what my idea is in regards to that shortly. But I, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head in regards to, I think every team has to play each other once. And, and I'm all for that. Just to give you my idea, if we start on the 28th of May, I think you've got 
a, a um, regular season that's about it's between 16 and 18 weeks, I think, is what we, we have ahead of us. I don't think we'll have any more than that. I don't see us going into November if we start in late May, early June. I think you're going to have either 13 or 15 more regular season rounds. Now, if it's 13, that means every team will play each other once, including the first two games of the season. And by that, I mean 13. So it's a 15-game season or a 17-game season. If you go 15, that does push your finals into uh, starting in late September as opposed to mid-September. And what I would do with Origin is I would bring us back to playing Origin in the weekend between two round games. So instead of there being a thing for Channel 9 where over a month they've got three games, they've only got a summit one game on one weekend three times. But it's, it's in between... Um, to rugby league rounds. So, so what you're saying is, on the on the weekend that the Origin plays, there's no other game. There's no. You can play your Pacific Nation Pacific Cup if you'd like. I don't think it'll mm. happen because the logistics just involved in that. Probably too mm. weird pulling players from different clubs. Origin, you make that exception. So I would have you play uh, Origin one between rounds seven and eight. You then play Origin two between rounds eight and nine, and then you play Origin three between rounds ten and eleven. And the reason you have that extra break, but that pushes three, but that but that pushes those three rounds into six weeks. But you have in between, you have Origin games, uh, regular. Oh, season I understand games. that. So you, what you're doing with Channel Nine and Fox Sports is you're satisfying their their thirst yeah. for um, regular football, regular NRL mm. versus going on this island, so to speak. That's a buzzword do at the moment. Do you think we'll get back to? I know you've got more ideas, but do you think? that given that you're going to ask seven teams uh, to come to Sydney, um, that, 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 that three or four weeks of origin couldn't be used as a sweetener for those teams so they can go home and see their, their family and, and friends. Um, I, How I, fair is that on the origin players, I guess, is the, the byproduct of that? How, how much do they get a game? 30 grand each. I don't know. I mean, look, I know that there's been a player this morning uh, or yesterday come out and say, you know, we don't want to go to Sydney. And I understand that. I, you know, if you're, if you're a football player, I understand you don't want to be a fly-in, fly-out worker. Otherwise, you probably would have chosen to be a miner or something like that. But these are the, the, the times that we're in are, are pretty extraordinary. And, you know, uh, we're, we're not exactly asking him to cut his arm off or, yeah. or, or be a, 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 a lab dummy for COVID-19. Um, what we're asking is to, to, you know, I guess to restart the season and get through this season so that all of these people in, in the bubble of rugby league, as well as the people outside the bubble that like to look into the bubble are satisfied with a product or, or are satisfied well, we're, with We're a, not just with restarting the rugby league, mate. We're restarting the rugby league economy, which is That's right. a big part of the other economy, which is the one we live in. And that's sure. probably the area where, and you're referring to Cameron Smith's comments um, uh, yesterday. Essentially, just to quote him, he said, to ask players to be away from their families for an extended period of time would be extremely difficult. It's not what we do for a living. We're footballers, Smith told the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, we're not workers who fly in, fly out. We're not away for extended periods of time from our families. I understand these are extraordinary times, but we, what, where do we draw the line about what is important and what's not? If we're locked down or in isolation, that can't be good either. 
where you wake up in your hotel room, go and train, go to training and play, then back to your hotel room. Uh, that can't be great for people's state of mind. Now, he has at least been very consistent, Cameron Smith, in regards to this. He kept his mouth shut before they played their first game against Manly. And then in the press conference, basically said, why are we still playing? So he has been consistent and you've got to respect him for that. Uh, his coach, Craig Bellamy, came out and has supported him uh, today. I think he has a quote here. He told SEN Radio, uh, the one thing about Cameron is that he will always have the game at heart. He loves it and he's a very, very smart guy. We all know how smart as a footy player he is, but generally he's a smart guy and very considered. He doesn't say things without believing them off the top of his head. He's balanced. Uh, and he also added this, which I think is classic Melbourne-centric, but he goes, there are some people in our game, no matter what Cameron says, they're just going to go against him for whatever reason. We should probably take more notice of him more often. Now, the problem that I have with the comment is as much, well, we were happy for the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, I hate calling them that because they're technically just the Warriors, but um, they decided to stick around and the competition continued. Everyone said, how great are you going? What's the sacrifice? And then we've had one of the leading players in the game pretty much say, well, you shouldn't have done that because uh, I'm not going to do it. That's the, the tough part. There's an economic reality to this for a lot of players and especially staff and, and fans as well. There is a, to speak to Cameron Smith's point about mental health, that's a big thing for a lot of people. Their, their life revolves around football and you know, that's maybe a, a big uh, byproduct of getting rugby league's economy back up and running is that the, the welfare of a lot of people will follow with that in a positive light. To get back to where I was talking about origin, I guess the, the point I'm trying to get around is if you satisfy the Channel 9 and the Fox Sports in regards to having regular NRL, you've then got to ask a bit of a sacrifice from the players. But the way that I would set up origin is it would be played every Saturday night. So the players coming off uh, the end of the NRL round would have um, five days to prepare for game one if they played on the Sunday then they would have at least four days recovery before the next NRL game. So not every player is going to back up, but you're giving them as long a, as big a, a bigger gap between the game, um, the origin game and the NRL game as possible under this current environment. Yes, we would prefer to give them a full week off. We'd have a nine or 10 day origin camp. We'd love to play it on Wednesday night. But the fact is, if you're going to try and get origin in amongst the season, as opposed to the end, think this is the only way you can do it without going to the extreme which is what we grew up with which was origin on wednesday and you play a game the next night or you play a game you know two days later uh that would then take us through to a six or eight week period of the run into the finals which i think we will need the focus back on um nrl towards the back end of the year and what is interesting about that six to eight week period is where are we at with the lockout rules uh is this where we're able to start bringing fans back into the game? Uh, I think that would be a massive financial uh, bonus for the game to be able to bring in uh, players for that. And the question out of Origin, Foxsmith, is Origin without fans. Rugby league NRL-wise is one thing, but Origin without fans, is that going to work? Let me go with Cameron Smith for the moment, mate. Sorry, mate. Um, look, I think, I think it's up to Cameron whether he plays or not. I don't think it's up to the competition to stop the competition because Cameron Smith doesn't want to play. Yep. That's what I think. Yep. Um, Cameron Smith's a legend of the game. Uh, maybe never ever seen a better player than him. Probably won't see a better player than him in a lot of years. 
but I don't know if we can hold up because Cameron doesn't want to leave Melbourne. Um, with all due respect to him, and and he is he's earned a lot of respect. Yep. Uh, and I think I think Craig Bellamy's correct. We should listen to Cameron a little more. Uh, I think he's pretty well considered, and I think he's got his opinions. But they're just that they're opinions, and and I don't know if the game the game has a, hasn't had a history of holding things up because of one player. Um, we know that no player is bigger than the game, mm-hmm. but we should listen to all the players' uh, sentiments and, and thoughts. Um, and I believe Cameron's earned, earned always, you know, he's earned enough uh, points on the board to be listened to at the very least. In saying that, I think the competition should go ahead, and I think it need we, we can't be having players fly in and fly out um, because that's a fly in fly out worker. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, at the moment, there's a there's a global pandemic and. There's a lot of there's a reason why a lot of us don't have work at the moment is because we uh, have to fly places and things like that. Can't go there. So yeah. that's that's my thoughts on on what Cameron's saying. I'm not I'm not saying that it's a perfect world because at the moment it's not, and and I guess it just depends on what you want to do. That there's you know someone who's probably very different in his career path or his sorry he's where he is in his career right now would be someone you know like Reed Reed Marnie. Mm. Um, you know, from 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 Parramatta, uh, he'd probably want to play. He's got a broken foot at the moment, but yeah. if he could play today, he would probably want to play. Yeah, definitely, um, life stage Cameron Smith at a very different life stage than sure. So, so Cameron's Cameron's played how many games has he played now? Seven nine hundred three hundred and twenty-one. So, so he's played a lot of football, and it's probably not the same to him as it was would be to a, a, a young guy coming in. But uh, he has to be obviously listened to and, and um, considered. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we'll leave that. Um, going into Origin, I'm, mate, I'm, I'm more than more than happy with going across three weeks and playing yep. every Saturday night. Um, you know, I know that you've got another idea in your head there that you want to talk about as far as um, uh, probably filler games. Probably, you're probably thinking of an Amco Cup style. <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite that. What are you thinking of? But yeah, the... The origin thing, as I said, if, if you split, I still use the four-week principle you've used, but I just put an NRL round in to the to the back end of that. It also sure. gives the players a week without having to back up again to origin, yep. which I think is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to the finals, uh, which would start um, September 11 or September 25th under yep. my format. Mm-hmm. Now, the beauty of uh, that is that the grand final then either sits on the 4th of October as normal or the 11th and it's what that weekend. that's the long weekend no that's which the one's fourth, the long weekend the fourth first is the long weekend yeah that's currently okay. the, the next weekend is so you're not you're not weekend. that far out um unless my maths is just horrendous which it is um you're not mm. that far out from the normal run of things but what i would try and do to placate the um fox sports and hell nine uh behemoth is on that long weekend if the grand final was uh, October 11. I would actually introduce a nines competition for the eight teams that missed the finals and four invitational teams. The four invitational teams would be Papua New Guinea, which basically are playing in Queensland Cup at the moment. Uh, Fiji, which was supposed to int- be introduced into uh, a New South Wales competition this year. And I would also ask New South Wales to build a New South Wales Cup 
squad and Queensland Rugby League to build a Queensland Cup squad because at the moment they're not happening. The rest of this year, those competitions are cactus. So I would say pick an all-stars and that means reserve grade players aren't running around and there is a there is enough players that you could put something together. And I would go back to the, the old Nissan Sevens format, even though it's nines, and you would play two games. So you would play your uh, either semi elimination semifinals or preliminary finals on the long weekend, Friday and Saturday. Okay, so the NRL still is at the forefront of everything for those two days. But then on the Sunday and the Monday, which is the long weekend in New South Wales, you would have on the Sunday you would have each team play each other. For the, you know they have four pools of three. You play your two opposition teams in those two pool games, and you come back on the Monday and you play in effectively. Uh, the cup, plate and bowl, semi-final and final. So every team has at least three games. Across Run over how many weeks? No, it's just two days. Oh, okay. so, so it sits on the long weekend. So you've got your yep, NRL okay. game on the Friday and the Saturday and then on the Saturday and the Sunday you play a TV product, basically, uh, the nines, to try and give uh, those two um, networks something back that you've lost mm. over the course of this mm. area. You also keep the players who after 15 weeks of extra football, still a lot of football, but it's something that they can offer. It involves the bottom eight teams. They can play whoever they want. If they don't want to play their great players, then so be it. But mm. I think it, you create something that they're going to be crying out for. And if by that stage, we have the potential of crowds being back loud at events, um, that's a big fill-up. Well, that's, that's, that's the... Um... It's the key point, isn't it, here about the, the crowds. I wonder, I wonder at what stage, if any stage this mm. season, if, play, if uh, comp- uh, spectators will be allowed back into a ground. And if they do come back into the ground, will it be business as usual or will it be some kind of social distancing? I wonder. Uh, I wonder well, what at, origin at some teams' like. home games, that's usually not too hard. Roosters. Uh, I wonder what, be, wonder what it'd be like at an origin with no crowd. Well, that's my question to you before, was I don't think it will work the same way. You'd have to play it at, you couldn't play it. Like, that's the question. Do you, do you go back to Adelaide? If the restrictions aren't the same as they are now, do you play it just no. Adelaide? No, you don't. No, you don't. Then where do you play the games? Because you, you, do you give one team two home games? Do you either play it, are they all played in New South Wales? Is that considered fair? Would the Queensland Rugby League agree well, to playing every game in New South Wales? Well, that'd be stupid not to, because mate, if there's no crowd, there's no, there's no advantage. No crowd, no advantage. You know Queenslanders. How do they get an advantage? They'll all be here anyway. It's all about perception, under, mate. All about perception. Well, they can drape some maroon, you know, curtains around the field. Like virtual they do. signage again. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really don't think if there isn't a crowd, I don't think there is a, an advantage. Mm-hmm. The weather, the weather is very similar. Uh, on a night in Queensland, it might be two or three degrees warmer in Queensland on a night. Um, you know, I've done a lot of Origin games over the years, and um, there's no difference except for the crowd and how they who they who they're supporting. That's that's really the only difference. And uh, yeah, I, you know, if there is no crowd, and I suggest there probably wouldn't be, if we're looking at you know, ANZ Stadium holds eighty five thousand people. Um, I don't think you want that kind of um, group of people getting together especially you know what i'm saying like yeah, especially uh right now when there's no vaccine and and no clear-cut um cure 
for COVID-19 other than time and a ventilator maybe. Um, I think, yeah, I, my origin has to happen this year for the, for the TV yep. audience. And um, if, if footy happens, origin has to happen. And, and I think it has to be held at a stadium. And it could be, it could be anywhere. It could be Penrith, Leichhardt, Jubilee, yep. Bankwest. Not the footy show. Only a freaking phone here. And the boss needs the info. We did have a bit of feedback uh, before we went to air today. I asked uh, on Twitter if anyone had any ideas around structure of the season. Aaron Wallace, who is one of the statisticians at Fox Sports, um, his suggestion is you go play everyone once and it's surely the best option. Gives comp some level of legitimacy. And his suggestion here is interesting. He said you could do four bubbles of four teams. Play three games within the bubble. Then he says have two weeks off and then shuffle the bubbles. I don't know if you could ever... The broadcasters will never agree to having two weeks off. Um, but what do you think about the four bubbles of four teams? Three games in a row in each bubble and then you do the dance and... That's not yeah, look, the worst I, idea. I, I, no, I, I think it might be a little convoluted and a little gimmicky for now, but I, I actually do think that Aaron's onto something as far as in the future goes. I think we should be playing in conferences. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm echoing Gus's uh, hmm. uh, sentiments here, and I think, I think uh, Freddie Fittler may have had something to say about this, as well as plenty of other you know, NRL uh, aficionados. I think that we need to play in two conferences. I think that... Um, you know, we have a Super Bowl style end of the year with a northern yeah. and southern conference. I'm not a fan. Um, I just I think that's not what rugby league is. And I do. I think I think it's what rugby league should be. Geographically, it doesn't fit. We we if we had it does. a if you if you draw a line somewhere, if we were the US. I'd understand it because of the way the mm. population is is spread around. Mm. I just don't think you can have the eight teams that are out of Sydney having to play each other and travel versus the eight teams that are in Sydney. It's, mm. I just, it's not logical. There is more, I think there is more uh, benefit to trying to get your season back to 15 games for the regular season than there is mm. splitting uh, two groups of eight and trying to still get your 24 rounds in and end up having to play everybody in Sydney more than you have to play people away and all the teams out of Sydney having to play each other and travel three times as much yeah. as everybody else. I think that's too much of a competitive advantage. Yeah. Which way is no. the question, but I just think that's too... It's too, too dramatic and I don't think it fits the Australian model. Internationally in the US, yes, it does because of the way the population mm. is based. But we are not in that regard. There is not a fair way to split the conferences as far as I'm concerned. That's just my view. That's your view you're in, and you're entitled to it, mate. I think you're wrong, but okay. All good. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, no, look, I, I think, I, look, I, don't, I just don't know about, I, I, I'm not really a big fan of pool kind of, situations they always confuse me maybe i'm a simpleton but when we have the nines and stuff like that it's like oh yeah the winner of pool c is going to play that no, no, no let's just play each other once yeah. let's all just play each other once whoever's got the most points including for and against at the end they're number one and we'll work our way down from that and 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 i think i think you know you just mentioned something before and aaron probably is alluding to it as well is there are some teams, no one has played each other twice yet. So those first two rounds, a draw can be drawn off the yep. back of that for another 13 rounds. Call it a 15-round competition. Everyone's played each other once. Okay. Um, and 
we go we go from there. Um, it's the fairest form of a competition that there is. Everyone plays each other once. Okay, you, you, the only other way that's fair is play each other twice, but then the competition's too long. So I, I you know, I like the idea of of teams playing each other twice because it kind of takes away, it, it makes consistency be a little bit uh, more to the forefront. But we can't do that with rugby league because of the limit to our bodies in a season and the limit to our, our players and everything else. So, um, look, I I, uh, I think that I think that there's a there's a there's a a sensible way to have the rest of this competition. Yes, it's going to be shorter. Okay. But also, yes, it might be able to bring a little bit more innovation, you know, like these not that nines thing that you spoke of, or uh, possibly a midweek competition for, I don't know. I love the, uh, you and I are, yeah. are genuine fans of the MK Cup, Panasonic Cup. Uh, was there a Tui's Cup as well? Tui's Challenge, remember. which was the, that was a preset. So it started off as a midweek competition that built to the halfway through the year. And then yep. they changed it to the preseason in the sort of early nineties. I, I loved the, I loved the midweek comp as a kid, and I still remember sitting at home on on our couch when I was probably eight years old, nine years old. And I loved the fact that on a Wednesday night there was a game of football on um, because you know back then we would only get two games of football a week, and one of those was on a Saturday uh, on on uh, ABC, and then the Sunday afternoon game. So. Uh, I, I love I, I love midweek football. I really do, um, and I think it's a great opportunity for to even blood some younger players um, and bring them into you know a, a tougher competition because that's one thing that the comp always struggles with is uh, or, or young players always struggle is is the level the jump in level from New South Wales Cup to NRL. You know, for many people who are sitting at the ground watching it, enjoying their hot dog before the main game, probably don't notice the difference in in the intensity and stuff like that from a distance. But when you're up a little closer, you can really tell that the game's a lot faster at NRL level. There's a lot more intensity. The hits are bigger, yep. and they and the hits are bigger for a longer amount of time. New South Wales Cup might come out for the first six or seven minutes, and and be you know uh, all 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 guns ablaze. But in the NRL, it's actually the first probably 15 minutes, um, sometimes even a little longer yeah. if spirits are high. So I, I think it's a, it's a really good, um, in a midweek competition, if it's a round robin competition or whatever it is, um, I love that idea. And I think someone said during the week, I think it was someone, maybe it was Trent Robinson that was quoted as saying that um, he hopes that the innovation committee do bring a few innovations in. I'm not saying it was Trent Robinson, by the way, I shouldn't put words in there, but somebody said it, um, that the innovation committee should, should maybe should bring some things in that aren't regularly. This, this competition this year is going to be different from yeah. any other year we've seen because of the, the brevity of it and because of um, where we are and what we're doing in the world. So I agree with someone else said no bunker, no bunker, <laughs> just bring the third. I, I, I totally agree. No bunker. Yeah. Forget the bunker for the year. Bring the third referee, sit him in the stand, uh, the video referee, and he presses a, a green or a red button. Um, and not going. You know, not going. Well, it should happen. happen. It should. Happen. You and I both know it should, though. We have more of a we? chance of them virtually refereeing the game from the bunker than them getting rid of the bunker. That's that's just the viewpoint. They've got four stations. Mm. Got to use the four stations. What's the block? What's the block on the bunker? Tell me, is there a person that's a block on the bunker? Or is it, is it just a, uh, well, 
for instance, is there somebody that says we must have the bunker, or or is it a, a or is it an NRL NRL directive overall? Well, it was Todd Greenberg's baby, so as long okay. As so if Todd around, if Todd wasn't there anymore, uh, they won't. And, and I'm not. I'm, I would never ever death ride anyone, and uh, I hope Todd stays for as long as he wants. But um, if if one person in particular left, would they then say, okay, well, maybe we need to rethink this because this is costing us a lot of money to have four blokes sit there. <laughs> the only chance we have, and he is denied it again, is if young Philip Gould decided he would be NRL CEO, then you might see something like that. Uh, quick point on Gus. Like we know we're both big fans, but he has for a long time happily drawn uh, opinion and comment on how the rugby league is run. We know his relationship with Peter Volandes is strong. Now, Gus is someone that I think if he got to the end of his career and was a bit older and whatever, he might look back and say, maybe I should have taken that jump. Maybe I should have put my money where my mouth was to a degree and taken the reins of rugby league. I still can't rule it out. As much as I know he said adamantly, I'm not going to do it and I don't want to be on a committee and I something tells me that maybe down the line and maybe as we come out of this, as this is my sort of final point in this whole um, restart and you've alluded mm. to it with what Robinson, I think it was Robinson that you said, made the comment about can we change things? Rugby League has a chance, and I'm not the first person to say this, might be the last, to reset how we view our dependencies or our obligations from a lot of standpoints into 2021 what we end up with in 2020 will be what it is but rugby league has a real chance to say no i don't want to do this anymore or yes i'd love to try that or uh hey we will renegotiate the tv rights deal but we're going to have some say in this again because we enter 2021 i can almost guarantee the nines won't be around in the start of 2021 all-star game won't happen before 2021 the reason I say that is that they'll make sure they give the players a big break into the new season because they will craft how 2021 looks based on the next six months, what they see, mm. how it all works. And I really hope that whether it's Phil Gould, it's Todd Greenberg, it's Valandis taking over the dual role as commissioner and CEO, that they really decide what we've been doing for a long time. We've done that because they've inherited it. It's been what's been done before and we've sort of tried to put some band-aids or some um, masking tape over it and hold it together and then pass it on to the next person. And the ball's huge. It's what and people would argue it's not rugby league anymore. You yeah. talked about it there in regards to MCO Cup and what I think you might see, and I guess I hope you see, is that the attitude of players and or clubs towards playing more call it ad hoc rugby league is different to what it's been for the last 10 years where I won't play more than I have to. It is in my contract that I'm only going to play here. We're only going to have five day turnarounds four times. I'm hoping that there's a little bit of a shift on that, that when you get take away what they want to do, maybe mm. there's a bit of a change. That's just me being hopeful. You disagree. No, that's, 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 a generation, that's a generation thing now, mate. Mm. It's, it really is. It's a generation thing. Uh, no, it's not in my contract. Sorry, I can't do it. Yeah, but you're getting 800 grand a year. Yeah, I know, that's in my contract too. So there's the number and this is what I'll do for it. So do you do you want to do that? 
But one thing that I hope that this this pandemic has has shown is that look, the world still will operate without rugby league. It still it still carries on, even though we're not really carrying on doing much at the moment. But if a player or a certain player, a certain player or a certain group of players doesn't want to be part of it, it'll carry on. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I do hope that there is is a little bit of a shift. I think I think the players. Uh, well, it's hard to know what the players are thinking because we're not really seeing much other than interviews with Fox mm. at the moment about you know certain things that are you know doing their lists or whatever that they're doing. Um, I just. Yeah, I do. I'm with you. I know what you're saying. I know what you're alluding to. And I do hope that there is a mind shift and a little bit more flexibility. Um, I think the game, I think the game itself could be anything if we let it. I mean, let's be honest. If we get back to playing football in the next six weeks, yep. we'll be the only contact sport on TV worldwide. Isn't there Bella Russian table tennis or something still happening? Not contact. Okay. You haven't, play, you haven't played table tennis like I play table tennis, mate. Oh, I tell you. you know, when you get run <laughs> Unless around they the start playing with hand grenades, mate. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I think, I think you know, we've got a great opportunity. And I'm not saying just to... I'm not just saying that as a, a total kind of a capitalist to capitalise on everything that's happening or not happening in the world at the moment, but I think it's a really good opportunity to just to display rugby league to the world and, and you know, uh, let people decide whether they like it or not. But I do think there needs to be an element of flexibility uh, with the players. And some would argue that, that you know, that's all we do is be flexible. To that yeah, point, you, I'm going to leave, we'll finish the pod pretty much here, but... The Broncos couldn't help themselves uh, yesterday out of the discussions. It's going to come back May 28th in the Western Sydney. Uh, they couldn't help themselves. They le- released this um, uh, news piece on their uh, website. It was basically saying, the CEO, Paul White, saying, of course, our preference is to stay in Queensland. We have already indicated that with the ability to isolate our players, we have the ability to isolate our own players in our own facility if required. Brisbane and Queensland have a number of top-class facilities that would fit the bill that came down to hosting multiple teams for training and playing competition games. Um, we played a home game at Suncorp Stadium without a crowd the weekend before the season was suspended, and that was well handled by all concerned. This is the self-interest element that I don't like in rugby league. This is that's rugby league, mate. It is. That's rugby and- league. Look, if if Paul White wants to play the Cowboys every week, great, do it. That's yeah. great, um, but it's. Paul, what they can't even get a grand final. They're not going to get the. Hey, we haven't had a story about that for at least two days. Have you not? Seen? It's not going to happen, Paul. Not going to happen, bro. Seriously, you're either coming to Sydney to play or you're not. I just found this. And this, trust this me, the competition will me. The, the the competition will go ahead without the Broncos if that's the way they want to do it. I think it'd be a better competition because what this is essentially is. Oh, we'll just put this out in the media, and that way it'll sound like you know somebody will be on our side, and that we'll get our home own our home little period of games. It's it's not required. Like, just come and play. Just, just come and we, play. We're playing. We're trying to get rugby league back on for as we've said to start the show to go through the show for a number of reasons. And yeah, this is the kind of stuff that I really hope we are able to reset a bit on because yeah, it's me just, too. It's, you don't need to play this point scoring game. Not at all. And they did. Um, anyway, it, it, it's what it is. Mate, we're going to wrap because we said half an hour. It's been yep. 
probably more than six that. hours. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Quick one. Um, have you played rugby league trivia yet? No. Have That's you got a question for me? I've got two episodes up on YouTube already. Fifteen questions each. Uh, they range yeah. uh, from nineteen. Is this a podcast? You, have you done a podcast without me? Like every time I do on? a podcast without you. Um, that's what it feels like anyway. Um, the episode one and two are already up on YouTube. 15 questions, uh, but the, each question has like, you can give multiple answers to get a total score. So it's at a 42 both times. I would love to see how anyone goes. You can just get it at uh, youtube.com slash WD Nicholson uh, and you can get the links um, from the website and our uh, Facebook account, facebook.com slash NRL podcast and at NRL tweet. Love to see how he scores. The first episode, I've seen a 25, a 31, a 32, and a 27. So in that zone, out of 42, is not a bad effort. But please have a go. Actually, you will learn some rugby league history, which is kind of the point of the um, episode. So check them out. Cocksmith, I'd love to see how you go. I'll give you a mm. couple of questions now just before we uh, end okay, the go show. On. A couple of quickies. A couple of quick ones, mate. From 1982 to 994, under the top five final system, name the three sides to win the minor premiership, but then lose both their semi-finals and miss the grand final. Three teams? Three teams. They won the minor premiership, but then they didn't make the grand final in the top five system. Yep. Canterbury? Yep. Do you know which year? No. (laughs) That helps. 82 to 94... South, Canterbury, Manly. No. It was Cronulla. So Cronulla, Cronulla in 88, um, South in 89, and Canterbury in 93. So there's one question. I'll give you another one. And former um, host on the show, um, Matthew Duncan, didn't like this question, but I liked it as a, as a way of getting people involved. Uh, name the Brisbane winger who was caught out by Michael Morgan's flick pass to Kyle Felt in the 2015 Grand Final. Corey Oates. Right, you're on fire. You got, you got points akimbo. Yeah. Uh, there are harder questions as the quiz goes along. I mean, even this one. Who are the two players picked to be the face of the NRL's marketing campaign for the 2009 season? It didn't end well. Stewart? Yep. And? Oh. Um, this is a fun fact. Tell me, the, tell me the club. Tell me the club. Uh, he was at Melbourne at the time. No, you got me. Oh, it wasn't Adam Blair. No. <laughs> it was Who was Ingles it? and Brett Stewart. Oh, GI, yes. yes. In that ad, Cocksmith, they had mm. two young fellas who morphed into Brett Stewart and Greg Ingles. Who, yep. Which current first grade player morphed into Greg Ingles? Latrell Mitchell. <sighs> he plays at South. Not Latrell Mitchell, though. Cody Walker. No. He's a winger fullback. Alex Johnston. Bing, 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 bing. So that's just a couple of ideas, wow, mate. didn't know um, that. That are there. And I will leave you this last one. I don't expect you to know the answer straight away, buddy. But I'm yep. going to give you it. Go on. Dale don't Shearer. give me the answer. Give me the question. I'll, I'll give you the question. Yes. Dale Shearer Rowdy. is the only player to have played for all four original Queensland-based clubs. Brisbane, Gold Coast, North Queensland, and South Queensland. Mm-hmm. Can you name the three other players to have played with at least three of these clubs before the Titans came to the competition in 2007? 
I'll leave that one with you because it requires some thought. But there's three yeah, players leave it with who, me. who have played with three of the four. Wally's played with two of them. Wally played with two. Play, so there's a lot of players that played with two, but there's only three that played with three. See, they don't like leaving Queensland, do they? They, they like staying up there. Maybe there should be a Queensland only comp. Let those three like teams battle it out. 40 years ago, it was going tremendous. And then they. And Brisbane going to have their grand final. Right? Indeed. Uh, so you can check out those, those uh, quizzes on YouTube. And, mate, once again, pleasure chatting to you. You can get us all yes. on the social handles. We'd love to hear what you think of the show, whether you agree with any of our ideas. Do you think this mm. Lions idea that I had could actually um, satisfy uh, Fox Sports and Channel 9 with some more content at the end of the year? Do you think we'll end up playing November? Uh, do you think we'll be playing uh, the grand final on the same weekend that they planned at the start of the year? That is mm. the interesting thing. Will they cut the competition down so much? Um, and especially what do they do with Origin? So thanks very much for your company, Cocksmith. We will round back again, I'm sure, very, very soon. Sure, mate. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, sincerity. We'll see you next time on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Hey, I'm not going to quit recording yet. I've just got a little insert. Oh, okay, just in right. case, rather than the nines, why don't we do this? You want to you talk about different? You know? Rather than the nines idea, why don't we have uh, NRL Celebrity Boxing? Do you know what I'm what's saying? The, what's the number one draw on that card Bill Gould versus Bill Rothfield no 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 no. those bottom eight teams get to pick two each I like, I like Buzz v Gus I mean that would I'd pay well, that, money that, to watch that yeah 100% Gus would knock him on his ass man <laughs> all over Rothfield wouldn't even get into the ring he'd, he'd try and get through those ropes and he wouldn't get through he'd try and talk him. he'd try and talk his way out of it he'd <laughs> pants if Gus offered him 100% 100% maybe we could talk about who no, we won't go there. The Biodome, a pure, self-contained environment where five scientists are about to be sealed off from every conceivable form of contamination except one. Just because we're stuck in a bubble doesn't mean we can't cause any trouble. Biodome. Pepsi.